0: The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, accredited divorce coach.
1: Hi, friends. If you are thinking about divorce, there's much you need to know. So we're kicking off a season of replaying select shows that will provide you important information about just that, what you need to know about divorce. Make sure to tune in each week to hear about everything from finances, real estate, the law, recovery, divorce coaching, special needs, blended families, finding hope to moving forward and more And I pray
2: they will serve you and support you. God bless. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guest will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Well, hello,
1: friends, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. If this is the first time you're joining us, a special welcome to you. And if you are back with us again this week... Welcome back. Friends, each week, I like to remind those listening to the show that it is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing, because it can be an overwhelming life event for absolutely everyone involved. I also like to remind everyone that we're not here to coach you to get a divorce because some people hear the words divorce coaching hour and they think that that is not the case. Uh, We're not here to give you legal advice either. What we are here to do is walk the path with you no matter where it may lead. And as the intro says, my guests and I are here to help you make better decisions in this time and beyond to provide you information and resources, to give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst and to give you hope because I know that can be in short supply in the midst of a divorce. Friends during the last four weeks, we talked to four people in a series about moving forward through divorce, two ladies and two gentlemen. And we heard about their stories of divorce And most importantly, how they've moved forward and beyond in powerful ways. And we asked, what did you do well and what would you change if you could? And what we heard was this, that two of the four guests said that what they did well was focus on their children through the divorce process. And when asked about what they would change, two of the four said they would seek professional counseling sooner. So, if you missed those episodes, you can go to the divorcecoachinghour.com and click listen to the podcast link, and you'll easily access those. You know, we can learn a lot from those who've gone through divorce about what to do and about what not to do. And, friends, what arose from that series are two very important lessons that I hope you take to heart. Focus on the children who are also a part of the divorce process and get professional help sooner, like now. <laughs> there are helpful therapists out there for you, as well as highly qualified coaches who specialized in divorce like me. So reach out to me, and I'll be happy to help you evaluate if you need a counselor or a coach. There's a difference. So send me an email at christystratton.com. At Christy now, there's another part of moving forward, and that's remarrying. Now, we won't be talking about remarriage per se today, but rather if you do remarry and about if that marriage involves children. What we are talking about today, blended families. And I'm happy to be joined by Amber and Scotty Gifford. They've been on the show previously talking about real estate as a part of the divorce process because they are specialists in divorce real estate. But today they will be talking to us personally about their blended family through remarriage. Amber, Scotty, welcome Hi. back. Thank you for having us.
3: Yeah, it's great to be back in studio with you.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. And I'll just go ahead and give it away. You'll be here this week and next. Yes. But we're going to be talking about something different um, next week. This week, we're talking about kind of your story. So if you wanted to look at it, this is maybe the bonus show of that series about moving forward through divorce. So if you're Mm. thinking about moving forward and beyond, there might come a time where you meet that special person and you decide it's the right time to get remarried if that's the right thing for you, and that Mm. marriage might have children. And you know, uh, I was doing some studying, uh, research finding before um, uh, writing the show, and I found... A statistic now that fifty percent of families are blended families.
4: Wow! Wow!
1: Yeah, fifty. Interesting. So, Hmm. I want to know, kind of, I would describe your experience uh, with blended family, and maybe you might need to tell us, like, you know, what your blended family exactly is (laughs) for
4: sure. Yeah, we are a party of seven, as I call us. Yes, we have five children together. Starting 17 all the way down to nine. So we're, yeah. Large. So
1: I, you use the word party
4: because <laughs> <laughs> it's always a party. You is know it always get. a party? Yeah, a party of chaos, a party of love, a party of everything, everything good and bad mixed together. I mean, they're teenagers and kids. So yeah. you can't take that part of the equation for sure. Right. So what I'm hearing in there is that's your perspective
1: that it's a party. Do you think it could be a different perspective if, if it were someone else? For sure.
4: It was my childhood was not great. I mean, I had seven divorces that I went through with my family members. So I think that's what's helped me today in going into a blended family because I knew what hurt. And I was, I am not going to do that to my kids, what happened to me. Right. So you had the experience,
1: whereas some may not. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other things that I read... Uh, so there's a gentleman, Ron L. Deal, with Smart Step Families that I've mm-hmm. followed when I was a step parent. And he says it's an expectation setting that gets in mm-hmm. the way for the parents and the children. And what I'm hearing is because of your experience, your expectation was was shaped I'm not gonna have it that way. So Correct. I'm gonna I'm gonna shift my thinking here. Right. So yours is a party, Scotty. <laughs> are you on the, in the same party or what? Oh yeah, describe of course. Yeah, I,
3: I, I agree with Amber's assessment. We, we're definitely a party of seven, and so that, like I say, it does mean a lot of things. But uh, at the end of the day, it does is we all we love all of them, you know, and it's something that I didn't expect coming into you know. I didn't never expect it to be divorced, let alone expected to be you know remarried again, remarried to a woman that had three children. Right, that was not my goal coming into this. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go out find someone with three kids. Right, yeah, that's that's what I want to take on. Right, first
1: and foremost, <laughs> as we talk about a lot, I, I'm going to get married. I when I get married, oh, I'm going to get divorced. Yeah. No, we don't think about that. Alley. And the next thing, it's like now we we probably don't think I'm going to get remarried is probably the last thing we're thinking. Exactly. Then we meet that person, and we're thinking, uh, I didn't expect you know, a whole new set of children. So, well, I love that you guys are with that perspective. So I wonder then um, in that though, what do you think has that you've done that's been good in this blending of your families? What's gone well?
4: Well, I think it starts with yourself. You have to have before you even meet anybody know who you are, you're good and you're bad and you're ugly and work on those things that need work on and be aware of them. And then you have to have your non-negotiable. So you, when you do meet that person, you are finding someone that you're not willing to waver on the things that you're valuing the most. And then from there, it goes into communication, which is number one by far across the board. It has to start with communication with between the two of you about your expectation, your plan, what it is you're looking for.
1: Right. That's a big word. It it means a lot. (laughs) It means a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so awareness first Mm -hmm. about yourself and who you are, as you said, good, bad, and the ugly. Um, And what is right for you? What is right for your future? And so getting really clear about that. That's great. I don't know that a lot of people do that because why they step into a marriage thinking right. oh this is going to solve everything it, feels good, it right. feels good let's boom just get married mm-hmm. and they don't have that foundation for the communication and in fact you know when i think about marriage it's it's not it, it doesn't work out when it's based on emotional feeling it's Correct. a decision yes do
4: you agree 100 percent. yeah it's a decision
1: yeah,
3: Scotty. I agree. And so I think the first time that, I, you know, my personal experience walking in, getting married, the first time I felt it was, it was the next step, right? Okay, I go to graduate high school, you go to college, then you get married, right? And this decision mm-hmm. with this being, you know, getting remarried after post-divorce and choosing another partner, it was a decision that I didn't take lightly, obviously, because of all the pain and suffering you went through, you know. Right. So going into this, I went into this eyes, eyes wide open. And it, we, we, when we decided to get married, it was a decision that it was the the right thing, not just because it was the next thing, right? It was
1: a decision. And I love that you use the eyes wide open because I, t- I talk about that as a divorce coach and you all, and we'll, we'll speak a little bit um, more about this, you being divorce real estate specialist, is that's what we're trying to do is open the eyes of people, look at everything so-called laid out on the table, not necessarily about um, the divorce process, Correct. but also in their their choices for their next property and, and things like that. So, um, Scotty, I want to ask you the same question. What do you think's gone well as you've blended your families?
3: Well, so going well is, um, I mean, I didn't expect to, um, I never expected to take on other children, like I said before. Um, but it's, it's actually an opportunity to help someone else. Like, you know, it's a Port Amber and like actually bring these, you know, I always talk about our children, you know, and I, I say my, you know, my son, my daughter now that they're, they're my, I take them on as me. Cause I think those words are important. The words we choose, the words we say actually have meaning behind them. So versus just staying stepson or stepdaughter. Right. So, um, but I, I do actually care for each one of them and love each one of them and actually want to see them become functioning adults. Right. That's my, our end goal, right. Of, of this is to have a loving, family that we can all celebrate through our struggles and and help them overcome their, um, the things that they need to overcome.
1: Yeah. I love the fact that you said opportunity and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, when we're being intentional about the choice making, which is what I'm hearing, eyes wide open, you are aware of who you are coming to this marriage, what you both wanted then. And, and you had this, communication, this good communication to talk about the opportunity and the fact, Scotty, that you said that words have meaning. That tells me that you've been very intentional with that communication. We have been,
4: and we continue to be very much so. Because I think even my kids, when he said he was on the phone referring to a daughter, well, my daughter, she goes, he called me my daughter. I know it meant something to her. She goes, that's weird. But it really meant something to her, even though she couldn't outwardly say, I like that.
1: Yeah, the bottom line is, is a blood and family. While it may be a party, it's confusing, and sometimes it's not handled well. I was in the midst of one of those, Mm -hmm. and and what I'm though hearing is you guys are on the so-called same page, and you you have to be, otherwise, Mm -hmm. um, it 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 doesn't make a book. If that make falls apart, right? It does. Uh, So I just love that you guys. First, I want to say this too, as we've talked about these courageous folks who came in and shared their stories personally, I want to say thank you to you guys too for being willing to talk about this because again, it could be a party if that's the way you're looking at it, but I would guess that there are a lot of people out there wondering like, what if I do get remarried, and what's that going to look like? And oh, by the way, now I'm dating someone, you know, who has children. How do I handle that? And we can learn from other people, as I said earlier. And so, just thanks for your honesty, sure. being willing to share your, the things that worked well. Because when we come back, we're actually going to talk about maybe those things that haven't worked out so well <laughs> that you wouldn't keep doing. So, you guys, we're talking blended families today. To Amber. And Scotty Gifford, uh, we're talking about um, that with them uh, and their personal story. What's gone well? And stay tuned for maybe what's not gone so well.
2: (laughs) In divorce, real estate is one of the largest assets of the marital estate, and it must be considered carefully. You'll want a specialist in divorce real estate to help you do that. You'll want the Gifford Group to help you uncover the unknowns and make informed decisions throughout the process. The professionals at the Gifford Group will help you get the facts, which will help remove the fear that can run high through the process, and you'll make better decisions. Get the facts and remove the fear. Contact the Gifford Group today at thegiffordgroup.net.
1: You've heard him on the show and gained valuable insight from him. And now get ready for more. I'm so excited that licensed professional counselor, Tom Stevens is partnering with us to spread the word that life can get better. Tom and his wife, Jill have been providing quality mental health for over 25 years and friends that's their passion search Tom Stevens counseling on YouTube and Facebook for lots of great video content that will help you and your family and to schedule an appointment with Tom. Visit his website at tomstevens.us. That's tomstevens.us. And friends, welcome back. We're dancing in the studio over there. Our little uh, bump music in and out. That's "Light Up the Stars." I think I can't. I can't exactly remember. Um, Yeah, "Light Up the Stars" perfectly chosen for For the show. Uh, The intro is now called "Bouncing Back." Mm. And when I first debuted that, uh, um, Richard Mindelow, uh, whom I'm on Courageous Christianity with as the wingman, he said it should be called Bouncing Forward. Very true. Of, so I was like, I hey, like hey that. that's a really good <laughs> distinction. Well, I'm not going to rename the song. But because I, you know, I purchased it, licensed it, (laughs) but we are talking about bouncing forward. Um, Hopefully we're not bouncing all over the place. We're talking about if to keep that going, bouncing into a blended family. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not just haphazard. It's planned. And, you know, I I referenced earlier Ron L. Deal. And interestingly enough, uh, and I'll just speak a little bit to my personal story. When I was married I was the stepmother of actually four children, um, three who actually lived with us, and uh, I got married, became a stepmother, moved to a new state, and uh, at the same time started a new job. That's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot, and what I'll say, neither of us were prepared neither of us had uh the conversations you all have been talking about um and folks we're talking to Amber and Scotty Gifford just to bring you in if you're joining us in the second segment here uh and they're talking about their personal journey of a step family and I'm sharing mine um I think better the word now is blended families mm-hmm. because that word step and uh, has such mm-hmm. negative negative mm-hmm. meaning to it for people and but what I heard for you all is that there was awareness of yourselves um expectations setting appropriate expectation setting with your eyes wide open and then good communication and I want to read so uh, back to when I was a um a, a blended family mother I guess, instead of saying it, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I really was always trying to learn and figure this out because it was not an easy time. I think it's it's a really hard role to play. Um, He says in it was an interview that was done on CBN dot com, the Christian Broadcasting Network. He said this, the reality of remarriage is that life in a step family is much more difficult than most couples anticipate. He believes the health of the couple's relationship is interdependent with the health of the step family. And Mm. that's what I heard in there for you. And you all said, you know, we talked about what went well. So now I want to kind of turn things because we can learn from also what what might have not gone so well. So are there is there anything now looking back in your evolution of this blended family where we are today, recently married? Mm -hmm. um, uh, Is there anything that maybe you would have changed or that you see now that you could have improved upon? So, Amber, we'll start with you
4: so i think for me i mean all kids have kid issues and this just just coupled with divorce on top of it and we were talked a lot about this yesterday and the day before like i feel as though i probably should have had more discussions regarding respect for my children to give to scotty they are respectful and we do have boundaries with them, but I don't think I had enough conversations that, hey, when he's saying, listen to your mother, he's not telling you what to do. He's re- supporting me and you need to respect that and not mouth back. Mm. So they tend to sometimes mouth back and you have to be very cognizant of the age and who you can talk back with and who you can discipline obviously younger children you can discipline but the older teenagers he cannot so he supports me and sometimes they have words back like I said and I feel like I just told him last night like I think that I should have had more conversations like hey he he's not trying to take the place of your father but he does care about you and me and because he cares about me he cares about you and together we're all raising this family with your dad and his wife too like it's about being respectful that we're adults and parents for you so i wish i would have just had more conversations before we moved in together That's yeah for me uh I, I think it makes a lot of sense
1: and I want to kind of just put a pin in that for a second mm-hmm. and then uh, get Scotty's feedback mm-hmm. and then come back with a, a couple thoughts around that. So what would you say that looking back now, Scotty, what maybe you would have changed or um, uh, improved or done better?
3: Yeah, I, I agree with Amber's assessment though. Like it, it is going to come back to communication and I think it's those, those those areas where we didn't communicate uh, as much upon or, specifically with the children, right? I mean, I think we did, a, I think we did a good job of communicating like what the plan was, where we we're going and where we we're going to live and how that was going to happen. But I think there was those conversations about too, with Am- to Amber's point, like, you know, I, I didn't have this conversation with, with my boys and saying, Hey, you know, uh, this is the expectation that we're going to sit down and have dinner, uh, you know, going <laughs> forward and that you're expected to sit down, right. And-, and not get up, like, because there's some things that, you know, happening at my house being a single dad, right. That, I didn't have time for maybe, or just didn't, or was more lax on, right? Some right. of that discipline that I, going into it, you know, oh, you know, it's not that big a deal, but it's a big deal to say to Amber this, like to sit down and have the family dinners, right? And I, I agree with her and I think it is important, but I don't think I had that mindset and talked to them about that, how important it was to her, right? Because I think they need to respect her decisions and need to respect her placed as well, too, right? Because she's an adult. The adults in the household need to have and be shown that respect um, of one another, right? So, um,
1: And respect is, I mean, even today at our age is hard for people to really grasp, right? And let alone like being a child, right? And so- Mm -hmm. Um, one of the things I do when I'm not on the radio show is I, I teach a class and, and at the root of that class is respect. And we Mm -hmm. talk about respect one Oh one. And where does respect start? Starts with yourself Mm -hmm. and you can't have it. You can't give away what you don't have. Mm -hmm. And so what I hear going back to segment one, you all you both had that foundation of respect for one another. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so that. Then the second step with that is leadership. And so what I'm hearing is maybe having given that some more thought, you would have wanted to maybe lead the children better. Let's just bottom line, though, say it's children. <laughs> I don't know. Right.
2: No, that, the story. That's the toughest yeah. part, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I want to go back then, and, and I'm driving here because not that I uh, knew that we would end up here, but it's something that I feel like I was sorely lacking in my marriage and obviously... I'm divorced. And so there was something that was not right. But again, back to Ron L deal Ron is clear to point out that making the marriage a significant priority does not mean neglecting the children, nor that your spouse gets to be the total focus of your attention. Loving your spouse should never come at the expense of the children. Says Ron, it means that you seek a balance between the love and energy you give your children with what's necessary to sustain and build your marriage. And So here's where I want to go. And I talk a lot about this, but the triangle Mm -hmm. Uh, as a Christian, God first, the marriage next, your partners, your spouses, Mm -hmm. and then family and work because the kids can't be taken care of if there's no marriage, right? Correct. And if you don't have a strong marriage, expecting the and, and the the weak marriages are expecting the other to fill your void, exactly. if you don't have that direct line to God, it and and that triangle is the strongest um mm-hmm. uh, formation that is out there uh just even aside from it being God at the top. Uh, then everything crumbles. And that was what was missing. And I even remember uh, as I was, my marriage was falling apart. My, my dad even got involved and spoke to my now ex-husband and said, oh, wow. all she's wanting is to put God first, your, your marriage next, and then you all put the children together first. Right. And so what I'm hearing is you've got the formation right.
4: I think so. I mean, we, but we learned the hard way. So we did learn. Isn't that how we always learn? I know. Darn it. We just, we had five topics that he and I agreed were the most important. And we went over those and we were pretty much on the same page. Um, I mean, it was disciplining the kids, finances, religion, where we're going to live, our compatibility with each other, our physical compatibility. We were on the same page on everything. There are some things in discipline that were different. Like he was saying, we had to come together and. We literally talk about those all the time. Like, what did what did you see here? What did I see? How could we have done this better? But you really have to um, take a step back from your pride and the I'm rights and go, okay, where did I take accountability in this scenario? Because you probably did somewhere, even if it's 1%. You know, again, we're coming back to that, that
1: book that's falling apart if you're mm-hmm. not on the same page, i.e. that communication. And you yep. know what's really interesting? And, and folks, if you're listening to the show and you're going, okay, so I get it, but, and I hear that they did it well, but how do I do it now? And what's really cool is you guys just said something very important, five topics that Mm -hmm. were most important. And, you know, we actually got that advice with some, from, uh, some friends when we were married, having the struggles of a blended family. And, um, this advice was pick five things between the two of you that you both will commit to that is the that's the right thing for the family Mm -hmm. and make sure you carry those five things out well you know the end of the story it didn't work out for us we didn't we we may have chosen i was the one trying to lead that but that's the other thing and maybe when we come back we'll we'll speak to that too is um you've got to have a leader in Mm -hmm. the family and and both of those, um, the, the both spouses have to understand the roles, but clarity, too, around those five things. And so pick those five things, those topics that you're going to both commit to. And then when we come back into segment three, I want to talk about that leadership role, uh, because a lot of the struggles I think there is is. We don't we don't really know how to lead, even if we know or Allow that... someone else to lead. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly it. So, folks, what we're talking about is uh, moving through moving forward through yeah. divorce and beyond and to when that beyond might be remarriage and if that remarriage involves children. And so we're tackling blended families today uh here wanting to help you wanting to help you move forward if that's how you're moving forward and when we come back we're going to talk about something that i think really can uh cause a bit of challenge and we want your blended families to stay a family so come on back and hear about that stay tuned here's today's two minute tip And it's still a little different today. And also it's still not a continuation of powerful people practices. Why? Because I still want to share something exciting with you. We have a new sponsor partner with us at the Divorce Coaching Hour, and I wanted to remind you of that. The Gifford Group has joined our team of sponsors who all want to support you. Scotty and Amber Gifford head up the Gifford Group, and friends, they are specialists in divorce real estate. When it comes to divorce, real estate is one of the largest, if not the largest, assets of the marital estate. It must be considered carefully in the dissolution of a marriage. Scotty and Amber are trained to do that With and for you they help you uncover all the unknowns during divorce like what your property is worth or if you should or could keep it and they help keep you protected and informed during the process like helping you with title and credit issues and what they talk to you about friends it's all confidential Their mission is to assist divorcing couples by helping them to make informed decisions while preserving homeownership eligibility and credit of both spouses. They believe that when you have the facts, much of the fear in divorce goes away. Both Scotty and Amber hold the Real Estate Collaborative Specialist in Divorce designation. That's not a small designation to get, but it's huge for you. Scotty and Amber are trained professionals with compassionate hearts who want to help you in this challenging time. You can find more about the Gifford group by going to the giffordgroup.net. That's the giffordgroup.net. And keep listening here because they will join us on the show again soon, and you'll also continue to hear the 2-minute tips all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And we're back. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaching Hour. We're here with uh, Amber and Scotty Gifford and they are sharing their per, the personal side of things with regards to their uh, newly blended family. Obviously, it's not completely new because you've been moving this direction. And, you know, we were, in the second segment, we were talking about um, uh, the things that maybe you could improve on. And they were honest about that. I uh, and but where we came to was finding again what they did well and they talked about five topics that uh they jointly um determined were important for their family and in there where we got to was kind of going back to what I felt like kind of broke in some ways my marriage apart and that that's what we're doing here we're we're sharing our experiences so people can learn what to do and what not to do. And what, what I felt was a challenge is there was really no clear leadership defined. And I did not feel supported as that step parent role. And we were talking about in there when it really works, we were talking about the triangle. And so Scotty, I know you had some thoughts about
3: that. Yeah, so I, I I do believe that the triangle is 100% correct. Um, we have to have something we believe in, and, and, and in, in our case, it's God, right? We believe in Jesus, is, you know, our Lord and Savior, and that me and Amber have come together to be um, the, the core of the family, right? Without us being there and supporting each other and having a strong commitment to each other, and then the rest of us is going to crumble apart, right? If we're not strong, and if we don't take time for ourselves, if we don't take time to spend time alone and to, time to, to, to get away from everything from the work and the kids and everything. Cause life is stressful, right? Life can be just bombard you from all sides. If we're not strong though, nothing it, is strong. Nothing. Is yeah.
1: Strong. And so, so I wonder about going back to that triangle and God at the center, um, that's the core. And one of the things I was, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, you know, what are your, what are the keys to success? In a blended family, would you say uh, a, a marriage focused on God?
3: Yeah, and I think I think God is a great example of you know we can if you go back to the Bible, there's so much to learn from there. Like there's so many great uh, you know stories and so many great parables and so many great just lessons in life that are there um, to treat you know to treat your 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 wife like like Jesus treated the church, right? So yeah. um, to honor her and, and the same you know as back from her to respect women me. Women respect your husbands yeah, exactly. and
1: that's oh my friends huge huge and women we don't get it. And I'm not saying you and me, Amber, because I right. do believe that we do get it, but I remember now let I say I was saying some of the things that were wrong in my marriage. I was wrong in my marriage. I didn't Same. understand that. I didn't understand oh, I am woman hear me roar. I'm not going to submit. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's shifted in my world now and in my relationship now is I even said to this person, I, I don't want to be in the leadership role. Right. So let's talk about that leadership role, Scotty. And as the man of the household.
3: Yeah. What would you say? Well, so I, I was talking, we were talking about this earlier, like what we were going to talk about. And I thought, you know, um, I was just something kept popping up in my, my head, you know, and it, it's the quote from uh I think it's Mark. 325 he's he's saying that you know a house divided against itself that Mm. the house can't stand right so we we know that if we're not on we're not supporting we're the core of this house right we're the core of this family so like say we're not on the same team we're not we're fighting against each other we're pulling different directions it's going to crumble it's going to crumble quickly um and i think amber said that we did talk about our communications and we you know i've did some study on about divorce too right but before even getting married, but, uh, you know, going back to those five areas of where we agreed right, upon. Right, where you and agreed
1: upon. And then yeah. you can always call yourself out on that and that communication. And so if we're talking about the core, mm-hmm. you guys, and without that core with God at the center, um, uh, the the family's going to crumble. What would you guys then share pe- to, with people who are out there listening, uh, considering a blended family, for you uh, in the health of the couple, what are some tips and tools that you would share that have worked for you as the couple as you've blended your families?
4: There's a lot of tricks. I mean <laughs> I think for me personally I there's my non-negotiables of like, hey, I'm oh, we have to have family dinner. Um, It's very important to me because I feel like we can all come back together and discuss. I always do this thing, too. I'm like, so let's go around the table and talk about your good and your bad. Or what are you excited about? I have a topic. And whatever that topic may be, they each get a turn. And, of course, the older ones are like, oh. But they do it, and I think they like it. It gets everybody talking. Something else that I love that Scotty and I do, and it was actually from a Saving Your Second Marriage um, Bible course we took, was called Withholds. And so... Let's just say something irritated me for the day. At the end of the night, we regroup or when it's appropriate. And I'll say, it's like a compliment sandwich. Hey, thanks so much for emptying the dishwasher. But, you know, when I said it was bedtime and everybody was still up and you didn't do anything, it like kind of irritated me. And could you please follow the schedule when it's bedtime, blah, blah, blah. But I really appreciate also you doing whatever. And the only thing the other person can say is thank you. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Which just, is really hard. So so what it tell us? What does that do? What'd you learn?
3: So, you know, really what that is, is it's, it's her being able to speak without me trying to, uh, you know, defend, defend, yourself, there's no defense, make yourself right. yeah, there's no, there's no right or wrong fighting right here. It's just, it's just, it's just feedback. Statement. Right. And right. I believe, I truly believe that feedback is, you can take it as good or bad, but it feedback is just feedback right so whatever she's telling me is what she's feeling so she's and i shouldn't be you know braiding her or getting mad at her or right. defending myself because of what she's feeling all i should be doing is listening to what she's saying but
1: that's our that's our nature we want to and what i'm Absolutely. hearing in there is and I, I wrote this down you took the time to understand what's important to one another Mm-hmm. And in doing so, if you love that person, you want to help you them would. get that. You do. And so you took that that opportunity to understand. And we 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 um, negate understanding when we come back in and make the whole feedback about ourselves. Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. do nah, 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 You know, the whole mm-hmm. conflict. The right. And so I think that's really important. So it's called withholds, withholds. which might sound weird out there because yeah. it kind of even like you in my body, like when I say withholds, it's like the negativity kind of comes up. But what I'm getting is we're withholding what's going to blurt out of our mouth. Correct.
3: Yeah. If we don't get it out, it's going to blow up later. She's because there's going to be resentment. There's going to be anger later because she didn't get to express what she was feeling. Right. right? So those are things you're withholding. Right. Those are things you're holding back. That, but you can't do it in the t- mess, you know, of the day. Right. It's better to do it when they're you're together and alone and have time to talk. You're zipping right?
4: your lip. <laughs>
2: yeah, you are. You're zipping
4: your lip. You have to be very aware of yourself too. Like I, anytime we have a tiff or argument or something, I literally have to go by myself and go, where did I play a role? I, I do it every time because I'm so. And you aware. must. You must do you that. Must. Like, And I just
1: I mean, like the coach in me is coming out and I've just got to speak to this because that's exactly what this this key to success here, these withholds Mm -hmm. and how you guys are handling it is we've got to seek the other person's perspective fact of the matter is there is a zillion perspectives of mm. what happens in one instance. I mean, even if you look at it from a psychological standpoint and the brain and neuroscience, mm. we all don't see out of the same eyes. I mean, that's Correct. just literal, right? And for us to take a moment, step away, process, ask ourselves, how's Scotty seeing this right now? What am I bringing to the table, right? Right that's loving that's honest that is good communication
4: i want push it to the kids too i mean uh, to talk about the way that something made them feel i think you have to know what your minds are and sometimes you don't always know like scotty might step on the past hurt of mine and i don't know that it's a hurt but he catches it before me or i'll realize later wow, that really made me mad when you said that or did that and then we have to go back and discuss but I try to realize, oh, that's a hurt from before. yeah. And you sometimes project them forward. Sometimes you project them forward on your kids. You have an expectation of them. Do you have to be with this person and we're going to be a great family? It's not how it works. They need time and space to adjust and they need the expectation of this is the plan. And I do believe that because we were meticulous about it and thought out and prepped them, this is what's going to happen. And we were slow about it it worked out to our benefit doesn't mean we don't have problems well as we do li- life yeah is and you know, it's going to always offer you the opportunity
1: for, <laughs> <yeah>. well <laughs> then, again children yeah uh, but yeah i i mean i am completely hearing that level of understanding um i just said this just earlier i uh, seek to understand i like that not be understood and i i forget i forget who quoted that but It really is. And, you know, in in my relationship, there's something uh, my significant other says is when something, maybe I'm quiet, I have a tendency to withdraw Withdraw. because I'm trying to, I'm not like, I'm learning about that withdraw, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm trying to process it. And sometimes I can't even process what's going on. And he'll ask me the question, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Now, him knowing that I tend to get quiet when I withdraw, he'll say, are you being quiet? And that tells me he knows me. He's Mm -hmm. not judging me. But I think even with a child, are you okay? Because oftentimes what that, what that implies is you're, You're not saying, well, you're quiet and are you mad? And you're not judging them. You're just asking a simple, are you okay?
4: Right. What are you thinking? What's on your, I never want them, any of them to feel like their feeling is not worthy because how you feel is how you feel. You can be out of control with it. Yes. But I always go back to how does this make you feel? Well, that's okay. But let's talk about the scenario. And speaking of talking, that's what
1: we're doing. We're talking (laughs) about uh, blended families and the keys to success what can go well? What maybe we can improve? And really, ultimately, as you step into that beyond divorce, how can you um, you know, not end up as another statistic? And that's that's what we're doing here on the show. We're always wanting to help people make better choices, even if it's moving beyond. And so, you guys, I can't believe it. We're already coming into the fourth segment. So stay tuned for final thoughts and hear about the next series coming up. Uh, Amber and Scotty Gifford are here with us. Come on back.
2: Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. Achieving the best outcome in divorce can be
1: extremely tough when alcohol abuse is part of the process, especially around co-parenting. But there's help with remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Soberlink uses real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection to ensure accurate and reliable results. With Soberlink, you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. Visit soberlink.com/backslash dch. And we are to segment four. I'm sad. <laughs> it all it goes so fast, and we've been having a wonderful conversation about a tough. Conversation. I, well, no, a tough topic rather. right. Uh, uh, it, it can be blended families because, you know, the fact of the matter is we're not necessarily trained in um, this area. Uh, <laughs> we, we could be if <laughs> we spent a little bit more time in uh, the Bible. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who really try to help people and that's what we're trying to do as they move forward and beyond uh forward through divorce and beyond it uh i referenced ron Eldeal earlier he has um uh, um, smart step families i've followed him since i was in a step family and i he has a new component too that's blended families as well and so there are resources out there hopefully you're getting some ideas and tips and tools from this show but i want to. throw out this quote that he said uh, also in that same interview on CBN. uh, Stay with the process, says Ron. Don't get discouraged. Create a home that becomes a redemption center for the children who live there. What do you guys think about that,
4: Amber? I love that. I think it's very important for your children, and I know this from my own experience, to have your time. So I have special time with just my three kids. He has special time with just his. And then we also create time I know there's not enough hours in the day, but we try very hard to have his boys just alone with us and then mine just alone with us as well, which are with, they're with us more. But I think it's really important so they don't feel like they're crammed into this and they have to do this and be with everyone all the time. Competing give, for attention. Because yeah, and... they do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely do. But this gives them an opportunity like, hey, mom went out and spent time with just me today. I do one-on-one too, but I went to lunch with all three of mine the other day and it was really wonderful yeah, i just, saw that on uh it was so facebook nice. my lunch with my boys yeah, and that it was, was just, really nice sometimes it is just the boys and i and i like that too and everybody gets to feel like individual like i'm special too right
1: important right, heard, right. heard listened heard. to mm. yeah i i can remember that maybe i did right as a step parent. we would have girls trips and so my ex would take his son, they would go play golf, and then I would do little special things, things with the girls and it's important. Yeah, it's important. And to help them feel special, they're they're in an environment and they've got children brains. Right. Yeah. Uh, very hard to process. <laughs> we have a hard time processing it. So how about you, Scotty, as a redemption center? What what strikes you when I say that the home needs to be a redemption center for the family?
3: Well yeah. I, I think that uh it, you know, starting new um, again is always hard, and so uh, I was going to say you know, I was just a story that happened the other day that I was like kind of happy about was, you know, Ambrose speaking to being able to time alone with each of the kids, and I took you know her her, her daughter, and my daughter, right to go get her driver's permit right oh wow and so just Without me and her me. Yeah. right uh-huh. so I drove her to there and we went together and you know and then helped her through that and then I actually you know pulled over on the way home and said okay you're driving home and she kind of freaked out at first but you know it's like one of those things that we were able to bond over something that right. we were doing together, just me and her alone, right? Your and,
1: experience with her just, yeah.
3: And exactly. So I'm building that, you know, we're building that bond. We're building that trust, trust and that, you know, something that's just ours, right? So I think that's important that each each of those children has that own time. Like make sure that each of my boys get, you know, one-on-one time, just me. Because they do feel, all those the kids do feel that... Um they are competing now because it is a bigger family, right? Right. So it is is more people and then there's more, you know, my my son he was he was the, he was the oldest, right? He was 13. Now he's not and he's got two older siblings, mm-hmm. right? So it's Right. Oh.
1: He changed the order on we it. Did. <laughs> we did. Exactly,
3: right? So it's something that he has to learn to where does he fit in now, right? Yeah. And so like we make sure I still want to make sure I have time with just him, right? And do the things that's important so it's being to it's be really
1: intentional with your time. I think very so. Very intentional.
3: Yeah, very.
1: You know, I wanted to ask you guys this question. I know this sounds a little weird. I wanted to ask you and now I'm not going to ask you, but I'm going to (laughs) kind of ask you. I'm going to kind of lead you. But um, the question I I had here was, you know, what misconceptions do you have? uh, Do people have about remarriage and blended families? But what my mind was going to in that is that you're going to try to replace their dad or you're Mm going to try to replace their mother. And I think Kids have that misconception, but we as
4: adults might too. So can you briefly speak to that? I definitely think people do because they fall in love and it's all wonderful. And they're like, oh, we're going to recreate this family, especially if they have ill will towards their ex. It's easier to gravitate towards the new one and push your kids that way. Um, so I, I, you have to make a point to always speak kindly of your ex and say, I always tell him to, he's not your father, but he is your stepfather and he does love you and care about you. And he supports me and together we're here for you and you have the best of both worlds. Like my daughter, I wish daddy, her dad, would do something. Like, well, guess what? If he doesn't do that, you have Scotty who does that. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard people talk about their blended family experience in the past, and it's like, hey,
1: I got two Christmases. Oh yeah, I got two birthdays.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one always works. But she, it's more like she wishes like her dad would do certain things for her. But I'm like, he's just. You have to accept your parents for who they are and what they give you and not be the victim when you're an adult because of a childhood thing right and so but that can be really it's very hard to learn so i always try to tell her hey you got the best of both worlds you have both
1: yeah and i think that's a perspective scotty
3: yeah i don't think you know it's that's a very hard concept that i I had to learn when i was growing up too and i some maybe maybe my people in my family don't have even learned that lesson yet in life right (laughs) so there's you know you know, you can't blame someone else for who they are, right? You have to accept that person for who they are. Except, that's the first step, right? Accepting people for who they are. It's not that you don't want them to get better. It's not that you don't expect more from them. But you have to start from where that's a starting point, right? Right. We, ha- we can all grow. We can all become better. But we have to accept people for who they are and their faults and not blame them or be the victim because of that, right? So your parents are who you didn't get to pick your parents, right? And it's, so it's it's just it's you have to you have to deal with that. As it is, right? And then yeah. accept it as the first step, and then you can work on it. There's a quote that says, you can't have a problem you're not willing to first accept, right? So right. I, I so, mix that up. But, yeah, uh...
1: no, I get it. And, and I oftentimes in, in shows, I hear words, and they just kind of stick with me. And I learned through each show as well. And so going back and thinking, um, as I uh, noted your words, is awareness,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, communication, eyes wide open, there's meaning in these words, opportunity, respect. I said leadership. Um, We came back to, to communication, um, understanding. And so what I'm really hearing in here is, is that what we're talking about, the acceptance, but also expectation setting. We've got to seek understanding Uh, not to just be understood. And it sounds like you all did that. And so as we come into the last couple of minutes of the show, any final thoughts that you have?
4: I think for me, just as everybody needs to, you know, find out who you are. It really starts with self. Everything does it does bottom line start with self and we've got to take that
1: responsibility right but we we oftentimes live in the blame game and so
4: yeah it's easier it's easier but you know if you not in the long run (laughs) right right well if you strip all that away then it's much easier to take down your guard and then you're willing to communicate about those hard things so start with yourself work on you number one first and foremost because you're no good for your kids or anybody else if you're not
1: right right yeah exactly Uh, any final thoughts scotty
3: yeah um I was going to say, you know, never give up the right to be wrong, um, which sounds <laughs> because it's, it gives your ability to learn new things, right? So if, if you're not willing to, you know, accept that you made a mistake, uh, then you can't learn anything new. So yeah, I think that's what life is too. You so
1: just, again, my significant other, uh, he says, I want to be right so much that <laughs> I'm not afraid of being wrong. And so he's basically saying, Same. "Call me out," and that's honest, and mm. that is authentic, and that's like the heart God. of the matter. And and so I would be remiss if I didn't briefly catch, speak to what I alluded to earlier was our next series. You guys, uh, Scotty and Amber, are going to be back with us next Ooh. week, and we're going to be stepping into their professional side of life. They've been so uh, kind to share their personal journey uh, with a blended family. Uh, next time we're going to actually step into a back to school special um, well I say special because that's kind of ingrained on like those after school TV before. shows right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, series and a back to school series I got to jump on the on board with everybody else and their back to school things right but we've got a series and we're going to kick it off with you all as divorce real estate specialist and talk about that home mom's house dad's house how that all works the decision making there and then we're going to go into the legal side and Craig has Justin's going to be here and talk about that with co-parenting rules and regs and things like that. Uh, then we're going to talk this um, uh, from, to a psychologist, that uh, perspective. Nice. And then um, our friend, Mary Scally. we're going to talk about creating environments for kids. She's an interior designer, so that should be a really fun series. So I look forward to having you guys back. I know, you know, we're here uh, to help people with a heart, hopefully sharing what we learned, what we did well,
3: (laughs) what would we do again?
1: But all of that is, you know, I think my goal as a divorce coach is to help people with their thinking. It sounds like you guys have did a lot of thinking as you move forward.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did for sure.
1: Thinking, but also talking and communicating, being open on and honest enough to share what was going on that withholds the feedback Mm -hmm. without conflict. (laughs) (laughs) So, and, and that's what we're doing here is to walk the path with people. And so you're going to come back and walk the path with them professionally as we step back into divorce and those things. So thanks for being here. Thank Amber, it's kind for having or, us.
3: Yeah. It's so great to be able to hear it. And, and hopefully that, you know, what we said today is spoke to someone. We
1: pray so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure it did. So thank you again. And thank you folks for listening today. It's my prayer and our prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. You can find us at the Divorce Coaching Hour or email me at christystratton.com. At Christy thank you again for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FMKKHT, The Word.